Welcome to FIO on the Air, the voice of the festivals and events industry in Ontario. Please welcome our CEO and your host, Dave McNeil. Hello and welcome to FIO on the Air. It's time to get agriculture. We've got CEO Charlie Johnstone from the Royal Winter Fair in Toronto joining us today. Welcome, Charlie. Uh, good morning. I had to steal your new tagline because I think it's a real catchy uh, get agricultured. How did you come up with it? Uh, a few of us sitting around the table and, and really trying to focus in on what it is that the uh, the Royal is all about and how do we summarize that as as succinctly as possible, not just for you know people that understand or have been competing at the Royal for in some cases generations, but for you know an urban population too that come down to the fair and understand what agriculture is all about. So many people take for granted how their how their food gets to their table um, without really understanding it. So we provide a uh, pretty good platform to, to get educated about that. And Charlie, help me out here. And, and I don't know if it's just because of the role I've been in for the last year, but it seems to me that the the fall fair and that fair season is is undergoing a rebirth or a regeneration. Is, is that, is my sense wrong or... Well, I, I I really can't speak to to the rural fairs because I just don't know enough about that. But certainly, as it relates to the royal itself, you know, taking place in downtown Toronto, I think what it is from our standpoint is you know, consumers having that much more of a an interest uh, in where does our food come from, uh, how does it get from the farm to the table. People are searching for experiences that are more real and authentic instead of you know, staring at screens for their entertainment. They want to bring their kids out to something that's that's new and fun. You know, we're another generation removed from the family farm. So this this or, you know, county fairs become one of the only vehicles where people can go and see farm animals. Uh, and certainly for new Canadians, uh, again, coming down and seeing these animals, um, this would be the quickest access that they would have to do that. So, I think that may be part and partial why, you know, there's a resurgence or re re uh, growth in these areas is because consumers are demanding this kind of experience. And, and it really is. I mean, that farm to table cooking and and that culture, the craft beer and 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 everything else. And I, I think what what you're experiencing there has probably rolled out across the province and around the country with the with the other fall fairs as well. Yeah, I, I would think so because it's. It's getting back not just to our roots, but understanding the future of where agriculture is going. I mean, we need to be thinking about you know how are we going to feed people in in the future? Our populations are growing, not shrinking. But at the same time, we live in such a busy, fast-paced world that attending these fairs, uh, whether the smaller rural ones, county fairs, or the royal itself, as the you know the 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 overriding, overreaching um, fair. Uh, is a great way to to share that experience with your family and or uh, or friends. And is the royal sort of a come uh, a culmination of the of all of the fall fairs? Is it, is it sort of a finale? You've got people coming in from everywhere to be a part of it. That's exactly it. Uh, the the timing of our fair is just after the culmination of the other county fairs. You'll find competitions that happen at the county fairs where the you know the winners in, of the if you take, for example, the Master Feeds uh, beef competitions that happen in all the other county fairs, those winners all then get to compete for uh, the the grand champion at the Royal. So 
you know, we want the Royal and, and it traditionally has been, you know, it's the best in class. So if you win it at other county fairs, you can come to the, to the Royal to win here as the best in class, whether it's in butter tarts, jams and jellies, or in the dairy or beef shows that we have. I mean, there's a hundred and about 120 different agricultural competitions taking place at this year's Royal. And what's your catchment area? Like you've got people coming from as far away as around the world. I mean, we'll have thousands of, of guests coming to do business, primarily uh, buyers coming in, uh, walking the barns and seeing the competitions from around the world. We're pulling, uh, I mean, obviously there's a, there's a large contingent coming as our guests are coming from the, uh, the GTA and surrounding areas, 905, 705, 519 areas. But there'll be competitors and people coming from across the country, upstate New York and, you know, the uh, Atlantic Northeast uh, states. So, um, you know, again, because it's a world-class equestrian event, um, you know, part of the FEI World Cup series that people are coming to chase uh, World Cup points, um, you know, we're we're pulling from all over the place. And I think that's what, what is inherently amazing with this event is, You've got people that have been competing at the Royal for, in some cases, for generations, like three or four generations. So this is, for a lot of people, um, I mean, thousands of people, this is the highlight of the year. I mean, this would be their Super, super Bowl in terms of competition. They've, they've gone the entire year planning their cycle to gain enough points to be able to compete at the Royal. You guys have been around for a hundred years. Have has your core value and your and your mandate remained basically the same? Um, is is there shaking it up every year just to try to do something different? How, how do you guys look that, at it year in year out? Yeah, I, I think that's that's what's amazing is that the, the first royal took place in 1922. So this is the 96th anniversary of that. So as we're building to the centennial, there aren't many events that get to celebrate you know 100 years. And, and there are even fewer events that the relevance of what their event is is as strong now as it was or more than it was, you know, at any point in its history. Again, going back to the, the what we're saying earlier in terms of the relevance of the food and the farm and all those stories that we have uh, makes it very, uh, very excited. But the core mission and mandate of the Royal is to put on uh, an agricultural fair. It's a not-for-profit association focused on ed- education. So what we're telling and what we're sharing um, is, is still consistent that way, but how we're doing it, the technologies that we're using, uh, our partnership with the University of Guelph. I mean, this is all about you know, where is agriculture going in the, in the future? I mean, the number we want, to tell people about the number of jobs available. For every graduate coming out of out of Guelph, there's four jobs in agriculture waiting for them. And I think those kind of stories that, you know, an urban population wouldn't fully understand, you know, it's not just sitting on a John Deere tractor and plaid shirt. I mean, it's, it's chemistry, biology, business, you know, physics, all involved in, in farming and food now uh, that maybe wasn't the same as it was a generation ago. So, um, you know, we we want to convey that on where where agriculture is uh, is going. Now, as part of your storytelling, yeah, are your exhibits set up to to convey that throughout the experience of the of the royal? Yeah, we we have a million square feet of exhibit space, and one of the things that we did a few years ago was really uh, wean out those that weren't uh, on 
on message or on scope in terms of what what we were standing for and what our core values are. And, um, you know, this isn't a place where you'd come to buy a black velour Elvis t-shirt or, you know, you can get those at any other place. This is really, again, about artisanal foods, about equine, about agriculture, and you know, making sure that our exhibitors are sharing that experience. So that when people are coming down to the fair, they're realizing that this is a different experience than you get going somewhere else. And I think it's that uh, concentration on our core values and that story that we want to be the guys that authentically and legitimately can tell you what is the difference between free range and free run? Uh, what are the advantages and disadvantages of our organic food? Uh, what is a GMO? You know, we, we can share those stories and educate a population so that then they can make decisions on what's best for their family or them as an individual based on fact, not um, you know, not something they read on uh, on the internet. So it's a uh, it's an exciting time to be part of the royal. Now I I, I got a, a text from my daughter last year, and she lives in downtown Toronto, and she said, "Dad, I'm just out having a beer with a cow." And I thought, yeah. "What the heck? You're having a beer with a cow?" Yeah, yeah. And I, what I thought, you know, Toronto's got a lot of different bars, but I've never quite heard of that. And she was at the royal. Yeah, yeah. What what are those experiences that you can you just walk around with a beer and sit down with a cow? Uh, well, not quite, but it's it is. I mean, so, for example, like we'll have a craft beer festival. Well, there's there's a million craft beer festivals happening every weekend across the province, and they're great. And craft craft beer and, and craft cider have expanded, you know, exponentially in the last few years. But at the Royal, you would come, and yes, there's going to be live entertainment, and yes, if you wanted to have a beer beer and just sit down and, and enjoy the liquid, you could. But that's the same experience you get everywhere else at the Royal. We're also engaging with the, the brewmasters and having them in, in exhibits set up that you get a better education. What are the hops, the wheat, the barley that goes into my beer? What is the difference, the impacts that, that those would have? So we want you to be able to come back and, and understand, oh, I now understand what is a lager versus an ale. Why did that they do it that way? Here's the the taste and the impact. This is what I really like, and I understand the ingredients back to our agriculture, our core of what went into making that that beer or cider so special. So everything we do ties back into the producers, ties back into land, the environment, and agriculture. And I think those are inherently good values and stories that people and consumers are 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 enjoying. And when you talk about your daughter, you know, it's a generation of people that are are putting more emphasis on that quality versus the quantity that they're experiencing. They're coming down with friends, and, and now we're, we're talking in country music and food and chefs and cooking with some of the best chefs in the country. Those are experiences that people, you can't just buy. You need to go to an event to experience it, and uh, that's what makes the Royal so special. Like any other event and not-for-profit, it takes a... a a large number of people to put something like this on and you do it for nine days. And, uh, what's your average day that you start at? Yeah. The fair opens at nine o'clock every day and the horse show will finish by about ten thirty or 11 every day. And what's your volunteer base? Like how, how many people does it take to, to drive that engine? There's about three to 400 volunteers. 
and it, and to is help that, us pull off the, 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 the fair every year. Is that a year long yeah. commitment? You know, you execute no, 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 for no. the eleven days and then or you just you just have a smaller team that Yeah, plans we have a smaller and, team that, that that a small team that would run uh you know, as, as full time staff throughout the year. We probably have about thirty different committees that would be volunteers that help give us some guidance on individual components of the fair. And then, then as we ramp up from an operation standpoint, that's when we would get into the hundreds of volunteers that it requires to pull this off. But what's amazing is we have people that have volunteered for the Royal for decades. I mean, some of them are 30, 40 years. And they take their, their holidays from work to come volunteer to work at the Royal. It's that special. And so when you get have that that passion uh, and commitment to an event, it really makes it a special place to uh, to, to be involved with. What type of uh, reward and recognition systems have you set up to to feature and to tell the stories of those volunteers? I, and I think we need to do a better job there. But certainly having the you know, volunteer of the year awards, um, you know, recognizing those those people, we would have you know women in excellence awards in, in agriculture. And we really want to celebrate that as, as much as possible. Um, and what's interesting is some people don't want the recognition. I just want to do my job. I really love doing this. And I want, this is my give back program to, uh, to the industry or to the, uh, uh, to the event itself. So um, it's fun. And, and we, you know, we obviously try to set up, uh, you know, volunteer appreciation nights and parties and stuff with them to make them, you know, really understand how much we're, uh, we appreciate the, uh, the service that they provide this organization. We're talking to the CEO, Charlie Johnstone, from the Royal Winter Fair in Toronto. Back in just a minute with Theo on the air. Festivals and Events Ontario supports a lively, engaged, and dedicated festival and events industry. Purchase your Festivals and Events Ontario membership today and get a team of people working to help you succeed. Here's just a few benefits that membership provides. Promotion, saving money, networking, industry awards, supplier discounts, communications, skills development, and so much more. So many benefits, so little cost. Buy your membership today. Contact us now, Debbie at festivalsandeventsontario.ca. The voice of festivals and events in Ontario. FIO on the air continues. Here again is our host, Dave McNeil. Welcome back to FIO on the air. Charlie Johnston, the CEO of the Royal Winter Fair in Toronto, joins us. And Charlie, you talked earlier about partnerships, and I, I think that's one of the unique um, things that I noticed with the Royal Winter Fair is the amount of people and other events that you guys partner with. And, and I think, you know, we're all stronger when we work together. Can you talk about some of your unique partnerships that, uh, that you carry out throughout the year? Sure. Well, I, I mean, certainly the, the big new one that we have this year is the Country Music uh, Culinary Festival that we're doing in association with uh, the Boots and Hearts Music Festival. And, you know, you get two like-minded brands uh, coming together um, to, to brainstorm some ideas and how we can, you know, not only expand the Boots and Hearts name with uh, in, the, in the country music event business, and how do we add a new element of country music to the Royal Winter Fair? It's a natural fit. And I think when you get good brands working together in a fair and equal partnership, you know, it's not one and one makes two, it's one and one makes five. Um, because there's just credibility that comes from both brands. Um, there's brand loyalty for both brands and then there's expansion for both brands. So I think that's really 
really important. And so that's a, that's a new initiative that we're taking on this year that we're really, really excited about. But I, I also think that philosophically, there there used to be an idea that, you know, as it relates to sponsors, for example, you know, we've got 52 sponsors and people would brag about having, you know, the number of sponsors. And we've taken a, a different philosophy on that. I mean, if you go to the uh, the Masters Golf Tournament, they have six sponsors. Who's doing a better job? You know, is it 52? How are you measuring success? And I think sometimes people, when they're measuring success by just the volume of sponsors, I think they're missing the boat saying we're better off to have fewer sponsors, but better engagement with them uh, to create a better partnership, to deliver more value for the sponsor, create an engaging uh, component for uh, an enhancement or value added to the guests that are coming on site. Those then, you know, are partnerships that would continue for years and years um, where it's, it's helping everybody. So, you know, we're, we're in a mode of working with fewer people, but doing more with those people. I couldn't agree with you more. It's a, I almost don't hate the word sponsorship, but whenever you can convert it into a partnership, where you're working together and your potential sponsor or whatever is is engaged and involved in your event or your festival. You've got a much stronger relationship that will continue for a lot longer and have the ability to grow as well. Yeah, 100%. Couldn't agree more. Um, the, your Bur- Burnaby Farms uh, Culinary Academy, What what's that all about? <laughs> so this is one of the uh, new initiatives that we have uh, happening for this year. So again, when we sat back and, and evaluate, as we do every year, right after the fair, and say, okay, what are we doing right? What can we do better? And again, we're going back to what makes the, this fair unique. Well, anybody can have a chef competition, and there's lots of them that happen throughout the, throughout the year. And we used to have a chef competition, but then we wanted to make it more engaging for the consumer. So instead of having a, a chef up on stage giving us a demonstration, we talked about bringing the chef down. And what about if we if we set up food sta- uh, food stations? So now you get to cook with those chefs as opposed to just watching it. So now it's now it's it's interactive. We thought that would be a lot more engaging. Well, then we started to take it out to to the market, and it is unbelievable the amount of the response that we have because not only are we in, engaging with some of the top chefs in the country, like literally. You know, uh, Order of Canada recipient Jamie Kennedy and, you know, folks from some of the top restaurants, not only in Toronto, but in the country are all participating in this because they see the Royal, again, that connection to the farm and the the table that these chefs are coming in and, you know, want to support the stories that we're that we're telling. But it's not just the chef. We're then engaging with the with the producers. So whether it's the egg farmers or you know, beef farmers or whoever coming up with the chefs also and saying, you know, here's, here's what I'm cooking and here's what, where I buy it. And here's why I buy it from in and then having the farmers explain what it is that goes into their, into their product produce or, or products. And I think that's an experience that you can't get anywhere else in as, as authentic or real, um, experience that you can at the at the Royal. So those are elements that we're uh, we're really promoting this year. And that that element, I mean, we have 42 different uh, components of this year's uh, 
Fernbury Farms Culinary Academy, and they will sell out this year. So, I mean, the idea of being able to cook alongside Jimmy Kennedy or Anthony Rose or, you know, Matt Basile, uh for an extra $20, they will sell out, and uh, we're quite excited about it. And and with your craft beer uh, and cider, is, is there a mixture between the two? Do they do pairings? Uh, how, how does that work? Yeah, exactly. So that's exactly it, is that we would then have, again, it's not just about coming down and trying the liquids, uh, which you can do, but it's about coming down and experiencing the 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 stories that go in in behind it. It's talking to the brewmasters. It's having beer and cider both both right there. It's supporting uh, small businesses and the craft brewing uh, and cider industries. You know, creating a great experience for people to come come down and try something new and learn learn about that. I mean, that's those are obviously segments that are growing. And uh, we're happy to support it. Now, equestrian is equestrian sort of the backbone of of the fair. Uh, no, I wouldn't say it's the backbone, but it is certainly a uh, a strong component of it. I mean, we have the agriculture side um, and the equestrian side, and both have been here as part part and parcel since the uh, the inception of the fair in 1922. And what what makes the Royal Horse Show so special is. It's all sorts of, uh, it's the different breeds and disciplines throughout the 10 days. So it's not just going to a show jumping competition and seeing show jumping night in and night out. Um, I mean, you, you'll come to the Royal and you see literally best in the world show jumpers. We've got the number one and number two ranked riders in the FEI World Cup standings right now competing at this year's Royal. We've got, you know, of course, the Canadian contingent, strong contingent from the U.S. and riders from around the world. In show jumping, but you also have hackneys and you've got the six hitch horses going on. And they, I mean, when these things are coming out with, you know, the carriages and, and I mean, these, they're just beautiful works of art, uh, and historic, um, out. So I think when you, you, you come to a world-class event that like the Royal Horse Show, even if you're not an equestrian fan or follow it much, you're going to come and enjoy an experience of going, wow, that was amazing. A few hours. It's very different than going to, you know, say one, one of 82 different baseball games that happen where it's the same game, you know, night in, night out. The Royal comes into town once a year and we're putting on a world-class horse show uh, to get tickets for it is pretty, pretty special. And, and certainly, you know, when we go into the World Cup, the international uh, side of the uh, the latter part of the week. I mean, it's a black tie affair. It's people getting dressed up. It would be your daughter coming coming out with some friends, but they're getting all dressed up to go out. You know, it's a little bit of that see and be seen social sociability of it, as opposed to just going out to a regular event. So that was what makes the, the Royal Horse Show so special. And of course, you can't have an equestrian event without dogs. The Super Dogs put on a great show, and that's free to see. Um, you know, throughout the fair in uh, in the PC Animal Theater, but we also do what we call the, uh, the the Canine Equine Challenge, and it is where we're putting the Super Dogs partnered up with an international rider under a time competition for jumps and the uh, and the Super Dogs, and you know we'll have five thousand uh, people in the Coca Cola Coliseum yelling and screaming. As the the riders and the uh, and the dogs compete for uh, for points, so it's a fun 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 event. And of course, we then we also have the Ontario dealers present the uh, the Royal Rodeo on the final Sunday. So again, another three hours of jam packed action. That's a lot of fun for the families, and uh, and that that sells out also. So 
it really is something uh, something special. And again, when you talk agriculture, I mean, the Royal Winter Fair, you're right in the heart of Toronto. Like, yeah. you, you, and, you and probably I, couldn't what, get much more downtown. You can't get much more downtown. Um, and I think what people forget, or maybe don't even realize, is that Exhibition Place in downtown Toronto, half of the buildings down here were built for and, and in partnership with the Royal. I have to keep reminding my friends at Maple Leaf Sport and Entertainment that the the actual Coca-Cola Coliseum was built for the Royal Horse Show first, not the Toronto Marlies. And, you know, the Horse Palace and the Intercare Center and the industry buildings and and then the rest of the buildings were built for uh, the C&E. So, you know, these are two historic events down at downtown Toronto at the on-site at Exhibition Place. And, And, you know, it used to be that people were sending their cattle via freight and, you know, there's a train station or train line going right at the back of the exhibition place because that was required to get that cattle from eastern or western Canada to come to the Royal. So you know, those historical elements all kind of interweave uh, in, into our history and heritage of the event. But what we're obviously working through now is putting a new modern touch on it as we're coming up to the centennial. The centennial allows us to not just celebrate what we've done for the past hundred years, but really focus on where are we going for the next hundred years, both as an event and as an industry. You know, where is agriculture going? What's happening out there? And uh, we think that's a very exciting space to be playing in. And Charlie, with your location in the downtown core, what, what is your education programs like? Do you have, is there a school program that, uh, that classes come in on a daily basis or... 100%. I mean, that goes back to our, our core mission and mandate is is about education. So we will have roughly uh, 20,000 kids coming in in organized school groups and probably at least double or triple that coming in with parents and, and family members. But it's now all tied into the Ontario curriculum also. So, you know, a teacher can come, come in, she's teaching grade four, look at the program and what she's trying to accomplish Go to our, we've got 19 different education centers within the Royal itself. Run her program. We've got even a a, a program for them uh, as they're coming in and registering to say, okay, here's, here's the timing on how you want to move your classroom through the Royal so that we get you kind of in and out in a normal school day. Not the edu- I mean, we'll have some days where we've got 5,000 kids uh, on site just during the day uh, at this year's Royal. So very much a part and parcel of working with the teachers, the school boards, uh, all Ontario-based uh, curriculum too, so completely tied in with uh, with what we're doing. We're talking with Charlie Johnstone, the CEO of the Royal Winter Fair in Toronto. Back in just a minute with FIO on the air. Festivals and Events Ontario has entered the world of podcasting with FIO on the air. Join us as we sit down and chat with the movers and shakers of the festivals and events community. The goal is to share insight, advice, planning techniques, and overall strategy with you, our FIO members. On the next podcast, would you like us to interview someone specific, cover a particular topic, answer a question? Let us know. FIO on the air wants to give you what you need to succeed. Contact us now, Dave at festivalsandeventsontario.ca. Welcome back. FIO on the Air continues. Here again is our host, Dave McNeil. Welcome back to FIO on the Air. We've got Charlie Johnstone, who's the CEO of the Royal Agricultural Fair, Winter Fair in Toronto. Charlie, 
Um, ticket packages uh, and availability. What what type of ticket packages are available for the Royal? Well, certainly there's a GA ticket that could bring you into the the Royal itself. Uh, but probably the best value would be the Royal Horse Show ticket because uh, that includes admission to the fair. So if you uh, if you went to our website at, at uh, royalfair.org and were interested in a specific day, you'd be able to click on to find out what's happening at the horse show um, or the competitions that you're interested in or the entertainment that, that happens in the uh, the Royal Horse Show also, um, whether it's tied in, as we were saying earlier, about the, the Ontario uh, Toyota Dealers Rodeo, the Royal Canine Equine Relay, which is always a lot of fun. Um, this year we've got Pogo Puissance is happening, Guy McLean. So there's a, there's a whole bunch of entertainment features that happen in the horse show also, which makes it fun. I mean, it's very fast-moving uh, experience. And then you would get access to the rest of the fair doing, uh, doing that. So we think the actual ticket price is very fair. And you go to, to uh, like I say, to royalfair.org to look for tickets. There's seniors packages, there's student packages coming as a group package. It's all on uh, on the web on the website. And if you buy that equestrian or that horse uh, and fair package, is it what's ever happening in the horse arena that day? You're you've got a ticket for, or is it just specific yeah. events? Uh, no, it, it would be so during the day itself. Uh, most of the performances of the horse show are free. And then the evening performances would be would be ticketed. Um, so what happens is most people come down during the day, they walk the entire fair, see what's going on, and then go to the horse show in the uh, in the evening. So that's why I always say, you know, make sure you're you're wearing comfortable clothes and, and comfortable shoes because it's a full day of entertainment. And if any of your listeners uh, want to get more information about the Royal Winter Fair, how would they go about that? Yeah, the, the the best bet would be straight to the website at royalfair.org. Um, and it's broken down there in terms of here's what's happening on the horse show, here's what's happening in terms of hospitality, um, you know, the different restaurants that we have and the different features that we have throughout the uh, throughout the 10 days of this year's Royal. So it's going to be a very exciting time. And you can buy your tickets online? You can buy your tickets online. Um you print them off at home, have them sent to your phone, makes it very easy to get in and get out of uh, of the site. And the other thing, too, we'd encourage people is, you know, don't forget that there is a GO station and TTC stop right at Exhibition Place. So you don't have to drive to downtown Toronto if you're, you're from out of town. Hop on the GO, go to right to Exhibition Place, right at our front door, and come on down. So that, that barrier to entry is um, is negated with our partnership with, uh, with GO and TTC. Well, Charlie, we appreciate uh, touching base with you today and talking about the Royal. It certainly sounds like a, a fun time. November 2nd to 11th, it's coming up quickly. Get your tickets, go online, and, and, and see what it's all about. Charlie, thanks for joining us today. My pleasure. We'll talk to you soon. Look forward to seeing it this year's Royal Agricultural Winter Fair. Thank you. We've been talking to CEO Charlie Johnson from the Royal Winter Fair on this edition of FIO on the Air. If you've got an event you'd like to talk about or promote, if you've got a topic you'd like to discuss, please get a hold of us, Dave, at festivalsandeventsontario.ca, and we'd be more than happy to make it happen. You've been listening to FIO on the Air. I'm Dave McNeil. Thanks for listening to FIO on the Air, the voice of festivals and events in Ontario.